Hello, this is Jeff and John. I'm Jeff, he's John. And uh, we're on the other side of the pulpit. I'm, uh, John's a preacher's kid and I'm a preacher with kids. And we get together, we just try to discuss the Bible and different things and different aspects about life to try to understand God's Word more so that we can grow deeper in God's Word and we can uh, maybe help others grow deeper. So we just have conversations and y'all are invited to listen. Um, We've invited people in here to come and talk, but then they hear our minds and they're like, y'all are just weird. So anyway, we're going to get started with prayer. Dear Lord, Father, thank you so much for this day. Father, thank you for all your many blessings. Father, we thank you that you have given us your word that is living true today as it was today it was written. Father, we thank you for your son dying on the cross for our sins and raising from the dead so that we can have eternal life with you. Father, we ask you that anyone that listens to this, that they will they will just have a desire to study your word. We ask it all in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. All right, John. Just so y'all know this is real uh, and, and what Jeff's talking about is usually when we come in and start these things, one or the other or both of us have absolutely no ideas what we're saying. <laughs> one we or have, the other or both. Or both. That's true. We have, we, we have, neither of us, some, like today, I have no idea what's going through his mind. So when he springs the subject on me that he's come across, then I'll know. So I don't have any. I don't. I have no idea what he's going to ask me and what we're going to talk about today. I thought you said you had something to spring on. Oh me. no, no! I, sp- I already sprung mine. What <laughs> was left over from last week, man? I mean, uh, you put pressure on me, John. Pressure. Mm-hmm. That's pressure's in a tire. Your tire holds a car up. <laughs> Think about that. One. Uh. So what you what you got on your mind? I mean, you we we've discovered this has been a long week. I mean, you've been to the mountains, you've done a wedding, you've uh, uh, yes, I have. I said, what else have you done? And hey, I did a wedding, and they're both still speaking to me. Well, you done a wedding, they're both still speaking yeah, it's to only each been other. A week, though. <laughs> they're both still speaking to each other. What four go arounds we've been talking about faith, right? Yes, yes, we've been talking about what faith means. And and the reason that come up, if you listen to these things, it's because the subject came up about people that are now running for political office. Now, all of a sudden, everybody says that they're people of faith. Mm -hmm. And and we've talked about well, just exactly what that what does that mean? Well, we quoted out the King James and we went to the uh, uh, New American Standard, and, we, and I ran across one in in, in uh, Romans last week from the NIV, and it kind of changed it, but yet at the same time it didn't change it, right? Because of the way it was worded, and and, and we just we kind of briefly touched on it with each other. But let me let me read that to you, and uh, we'll tell y'all so you'll finish up what we finished up last week. <laughs> That's right. And, and what we came down to was uh, first chapter Romans. Verse 17, when it says, For in the gospel a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Well, we kind of we kind of hit that, and we didn't realize, you know, according to the NIV, well, it's pretty well right. Yes. And, and I've been confronted the last couple of weeks with people saying, I'm I'm losing my faith, or so and so's losing their faith, and, and this and that. Well, 
it just kind of dawned on us a while ago that if God's dealt everybody a measure of faith, how can you lose something that you've been dealt that you didn't know you had? It's the fact you've got it and you just don't know how to apply it. You don't, mm-hmm. you, you don't realize that within yourself that every day when you wake up and put your feet on the floor, you are exercising faith. So, so you can't lose something That's a part of it. That's true. All right. Yes, and so people don't realize they have faith. And, and you and I were talking, it's just like people don't understand gravity when they're babies, when they're children, and all of a sudden they, they're taught gravity, and then, they, and then people go, oh, it existed way before they understood it. And your faith exists, and people don't understand it until they start getting in the Word. They don't realize that they're living by faith no matter what they're doing. And it's, it, it, it's not necessarily having or not having faith. It's applying that faith mm-hmm. and where it's applied and the direction it's applied. It's the object of that faith. So, all right. Anyway, you ready for mine? Uh, hit me. Not right. literally. <laughs> so, I've, I have been told, you know, I've been questioned on many occasions on this. And, and um, so, this is a different type of theology, theological question for you, John. Okay. Um, when when somebody dies, where does their soul go immediately, or does it go anywhere? And then, are we going to be in the same body as we were in as we're in here? And and the third part of this question is, will we know each other in heaven the way we know each other here? <laughs> Scripture says we will know as we are known. Mm-hmm. And I have, as, as far as the body goes, we're going to have a physical body, but the body won't have blood in it. Because the life is in the blood of a physical body. But the life is spirit. So therefore, we've got to have a body to have a spirit. But spirit don't have blood. And that body that we're going to have, if you look at Christ when he was resurrected from the dead and came back to the disciples, he appeared to them in a locked room. How did he get in a locked room? Mm-hmm. But yet he was in a body. Why was he in a body? How do we know that? Because he ate. He said, right. you got any fish? Here's the other thing. All right, so... Go back when he was, yes, when uh, coffee's ready, y'all. That noise in the background, that's coffee. That was coffee making. Look, so John, so if you read about Philip going and witnessing to the eunuch, he met him on the road. He went to the road and he met him, right? Oh, that's a good one right there. You know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going with that. And then it says that after he baptized that eunuch, that he went to Jerusalem. I mean, but he didn't walk. He just, he went from one, beam me up, Scotty type. He, he, God transformed him from where he was to Jerusalem, according to the scripture. So, and then when Jesus was about to be 
pushed off the ledge, he just kind of went through through the crowd. The crowd, and Peter was in prison, and then he was not in prison. Then he was anymore. not in prison. So, talk to me about that. So, God could do anything. God could take me right now and put me anywhere He wanted to put me. And 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 I would be from here leaving here. I could walk out this door, and and when I open the uh, this door and walk out, I could be walking into another place because God can do that. Because God can do amazing things. Well, so, it's it's funny you said that. And then and, and John, wait a minute now. In John chapter twenty or twenty one, I can't remember which. Um, when they were at the tomb. And Mary did not recognize Jesus. Why did he not recognize Jesus? Well, see, there's a lot of speculation on that too because last time Mary saw Jesus, he was beat to a bloody pulp. Mm-hmm. Right? Except for when well, they were... Well, the, she, didn't, she wasn't in there preparing the body, was she? No, she had gone to prepare the body, yeah. but she watched him die. The... Uh, that's, that could be the reason why she didn't recognize. Well, him. like I said, like I said, that's speculation. Yes, the Bible really does not say that. Say. Yeah, that's speculation. Speculation says that that's one reason when he appeared to her, yeah. she did not comprehend who it was. Why? Because she remembered the last image she saw of him, and what she was looking at was not what she last saw. Right. All right. Here's the other part of that. He said, "Don't touch me. I haven't gone to be my, gone to the Father yet." But when he was in the room with the disciples, a couple of verses later, he said, "Feel my scars." So did he chapter go to the Father? And he said in in chapter twenty one, he says, "I'm going to the Father. Tell my tell my brother tell my brothers I'm going to the Father." So did he go to the Father? When he was on the cross, he told he told that um, the well, see, I'm gonna kick another one in on you right now. She just, I'm coming out of left field with this one. Mm-hmm. I would, I would expect no less. <laughs> you remember when Stephen was stoned? Yes. And as he's being stoned, he's looking up into heaven, and what mm-hmm. does he see? He sees Jesus standing mm-hmm. at the right hand. Mm-hmm. But wait a minute! Wait a minute! He's standing. Mm-hmm. Isn't he supposed to be sitting? It wasn't finished, was it? It wasn't finished. At that point, Christ was still giving the the, the Jewish people an opportunity for them to accept Him as their Messiah, and He would immediately return and set His kingdom up. Mm -hmm. That's why He was standing. Yes. Even though we we as Gentiles have been presented that He is sitting, yes, He is sitting Mm -hmm. for us as Gentiles and the rest of the world. After that final rejection, Mm -hmm. He is sitting. Mm-hmm. Making intercessions for us, but he is still in a in a body. Okay. Now, let let me let me throw something. This is another one that comes out. It's, it's out on the outside of Stephen here. Okay. Okay. What what you're talking about in in today? Everything that's done, everything that God gives us, everything that we see, everything that comes from Him, everything that 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 is God has also been counterfeited. Mm-hmm. you start talking about that you start getting into astral projection and, and mental telepathy and, and people being transported Paul was transported because mm-hmm. when you go to the Corinthians now was he transported 
because when he was stoned and drug out of the city, mm-hmm. during that period of time, he was transported in his spirit somewhere else, and he saw a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a theologian. I can't explain that. But, but Paul himself was transported at some point in time mm-hmm. because he saw the holy city. He saw heaven, mm-hmm. but yet he came back. Now. You start talking about that, you start talking about all these people that have claims that, that they've had a, an out-of-body experience mm-hmm. to where they stood back over and they were looking at the, the uh, emergency room and they saw all the doctors mm-hmm. around their physical body. Yeah, we're going to have another body. We're going to leave this body. Our spirit is mm-hmm. going to leave this body. But it also has to have a body to go into, mm-hmm. which is that perfected body that we're going to get when we stand before our, our Savior. Mm-hmm when we're actually in heaven, when we leave this body. And, and I've, often, I've often heard it quoted that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So answer, let's see, answer that first one. See, Paul writes that, and it, but I've had somebody, and I got, I'm trying to remember where it is in the scripture. Um, to be absent from the body, this doesn't have a, you don't have a, th- uh, not a thesaurus, thesaurus here. This Bible doesn't have a concordance. Uh, no, not I got that. one up in my office. I think it's King James. Oh, by the way, we got about four Bibles laying around on the table. I know. <laughs> we got Christian standard. We got King James, New King James, then I the, uh, Let's see here. This, this is the whole one, New King James. I'm going to see if I can uh, look this up on... Um, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it talks about the body. It says, uh, I'm going to try to find it now. Uh, oh, that's easy. But now Christ has risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man uh, came death, by, by man also came, to the resur- came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterwards those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father when he puts an end to all rule and authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. All right. That talks about, you know, that right there gives you, okay, people died and they couldn't go to heaven until Jesus died. So that's where paradise is. Mm-hmm. And that's why he told that the thief on the cross, he goes today, or murder went on the cross. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. But when he comes up, he's resurrection. He's the first fruit. And then he can take those up that have already fallen asleep. You know what first fruit is? What's the first it's the firstborn. Yeah. He's the first, Christ is the firstborn from the dead. Yes. Right. And everybody up to that point did all those sacrifices as an example of what he was going to do for them to, for the remission of sins. Um, Boy, you just opened up a camera. I know, look. You just so, opened up a camera. So, but in 15, it says, uh, um, let's see. Man, you opened up a can of worms. Uh, I'm trying to find a... It 
And it talks about otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead? For the dead, if the dead do not rise at all, why then are they baptized for the dead? And why do we stand in jeopardy every hour? I affirm by the boasting that that I have in which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. If in a manner of men I fought, I have fought to be the beast. And uh, let's see, ah, there's the glorious bodies right there. But some some will say this is in verse thirty five says. How are they dead? How are the dead raised up? And with the body do they come? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or, or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the flesh, the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and ter- terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown in natural body, but it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written. The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last last Adam became a, a life-giving spirit. So it's the spirit actually that gives life. The blood's life, the fleshly body, the spiritual yes. life, and the spiritual body. The spiritual, yeah. The blood keeps this 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 body alive, this, but the spirit, the soul, keeps the next body. All right. Let, let me let me throw you one here. Okay, go ahead. Throw it. We got about we got a few minutes. All right. Let's flip back to Matthew chapter twenty-seven. In verse 50, I'm going to start, start right there. All right. Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. This is at the crucifixion. And he yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. The earth And the earthquake, the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep was raised. Mm-hmm. And coming out of the graves... After his Christ's resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Yes. Jeff, there's already been a resurrection. Mm-hmm. And they appeared to many. And they appeared to many. So, so when, when, a, when a body, when something appears to somebody, that means there's a body. Yes. There's a, there's a, a recognizable form, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. Uh, now I've never, you know, I've seen the body of a cow, but I've never seen the body of a cow after it's died and come back. Right. And then why is that? Because cow don't have a spirit. Right. Now Native Americans would probably argue with that, and probably some Hindus and some mm-hmm. other, you know. They'd argue with that too. But when a human dies, because a human is created as an eternal being because he has a spirit. Yeah. Not only does he have a spirit, he has a body. Now to maintain the physical body of flesh, he has to have blood. Right. Okay. 
The blood is the life of the of of, of the flesh. flesh. That's why there must be a sacrifice for the sin of the flesh. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Yes. So the blood is shed to pay for the flesh. Yes. Once the flesh is paid for, then the spirit is clean and can go live where it's supposed to. Yes. And Jesus, yeah. And all right, so in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, So we are also always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. With the Lord. Mm-hmm. See, a lot. I've, I've had people tell me, it says, um, it, it says, we hope to be with the Lord, but it says, and be present with the Lord. So the first question is, yes, we get a different body because we don't have the, the flesh is, is corrupt and the, and the corruption cannot inherit the incorrupt. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. this body cannot go to heaven because it, 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 it is deteriorating. Yeah. Um, however, our spirit goes with a new body. Because it was a body that was condemned and not the spirit. Yes, well, they were all well, condemned. And just, and yeah, but the when Jesus, was separated, when, the body was condemned. When God went, went in the Garden of, of Eden, when God said, "Let us make man in our own image," He didn't make man in the image of of, of a five nine fat, white haired <laughs> preacher. Um, he made us in the image of Him, as in um, He is His Spirit. And the Bible says, worship God in truth and in spirit because he is truth and spirit. I can't believe you talk about me that way. I was talking about both of us. One oh. with it. <laughs> but anyway, so then, so then you look and say, okay, so the body's, uh, we're going to have a different body. And the, because of the, the, the sin of Adam, we're dying. Right. But because of the the blood of Jesus, we're able to live. Which goes back but, to the statement that Satan made in the garden. You shall not surely die. Or you that will not word die. surely. Yeah. Yes. You shall not surely die. Surely is right. focusing and, on the flesh. Yeah. And and here's this is so this is so all this other stuff is so symbolic. Baptism is the death and burial and resurrection of the old you. And you can't take the old you. And that's why Paul writes, I put off the old me and put on the new me. And and, uh, and uh, when I was a child, I thought like a child. And when I became a man, I thought like a man. And, um, put away and all that, man. all that is, is so symbolic of the fact that this body we're we're in is not going to go to heaven. Well, even even what you were just saying right there when you read the scripture, that which is sown, yes, that's that's the symbolism of being put in the ground. So, yeah. what do you do with seeds? You put them in the ground, and then the, and, and then, then they come back out of the ground. Right, they die. The seed dies and comes out of that husk that it's in, that protective mm-hmm. thing that's covering that it's in, and it goes on to be what it's supposed to be. Yes, which is the same thing. The body is sown in corruption, mm-hmm. but it is raised in incorruption. Mm-hmm. If, if in fact we belong to Christ, yes, we have we have. And I hate to use this terminology. I hate to put it this way, but if we have accepted, which in the, which 
which is an indicator of somebody saying, well, you've got to do something. Well, yeah, you've done something. You've accepted. Well, no, you haven't done anything when you've accepted. You've come to realization that unless Christ has done all this for you, Mm -hmm. and when you start talking about that, then you start talking about semantics and, 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 you know, wordplay and all this stuff like Mm -hmm. that and spin doctors. But yes... When you accept it, when you come to a realization of it, when your mind grasps onto it and it gets into your heart, that is the accepting of it. It's not mm-hmm. something that you do. Accepting Christ is not a, it's not a function. Right. Accepting Christ is coming to a realization that he has done everything for you. And it, that blood that he shed was that shedding of blood that remissed your sins. Yes. yes. Which gives you that, right to that power to that Christ talks about when he says, oh, I've come to have that you may have life and have it more abundant. That's the abundant life. Abundant life. Not abundance in life, but abundance of life. Mm-hmm. Of life. Mm-hmm. Not abundance while you're living. That's right. But life itself. Right. And that life is in that spirit. Yeah. See, I think people get get confused because what you're saying, and and this is where the word police, and I'm everybody knows I'm persnickety about words um, being take... used appropriately and inappropriately, uh, and it, because it changes the entire meaning of everything. That's just what we're talking about. Yes, exactly. So, but you're you know when you start talking about your abundance of life. People think that they're going to have an abundance in this world and this is what, that they're going to prosper so greatly here. But that's not, that contradicts the Bible because the Bible says once you become a Christian, you're going to be persecuted for, for the name of Christ. You're going, to, you're going to be put down for the name of Christ. You're not, and, and, and hard work and dedication is, is going to get you through life financially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the love of God is going to help you, but the abundance is in the life from the time you receive Christ mm-hmm. through eternity. That abundance of life, mm-hmm. and you're and and you're you're going to get you're getting there, and people don't realize that. But um, and and here's so really truthfully, you know, and I can't remember which order I asked the questions. I should have had them written down. I didn't. <laughs> But well, you know, like you said, do we ever do? We that? don't never think about this, but but yes, we're going to have a new body. That means that if if I'm an organ donor, when the resurrection happens, people are in, there's helicopter. somebody helicopter outside. Okay, there's my my organs are not going to come flying out of all these people. They're not going to be sitting there, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean. Uh. When the dead in Christ shall rise, my organs are not going to do that. Oh, um, what a mental picture. I know. That's, I can't imagine somebody all of a sudden what? their knee just coming up. <laughs> What's or, a kidney or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> that lung. Uh, a heart transplant recipient really would be upset. Oh, my um, goodness. But you said so. But well, that that you you say that though, and that morphs right in, into from that into people that, that are, are, are cremated. Yeah. Uh, what about all the people that, that, that were Christians that got lost in, a, in the World Trade Center? Well, they got burnt up. I mean, blown up, up blown and destroyed up, up in, in, uh, in wars and, and, and lost in the sea. It, yeah. 
See, God's going to create something else for us. He's got a new body for us. And the other thing, when you start looking at this, is because we're going to have a new body. And here's my, here's my take. When I start reading about God's love, and I start, and you look in here, it talks about, uh, they asked Jesus, they said, a, man marries, a woman marries a man, and the man dies. And they go through that seven times. Yes. Yes. Whose husband is she? Well, it don't matter. Right. Well, here's the thing. This is based on that scripture. He goes, you know, it, she's not anybody's husband. Mm. Here's the thing. When we get to heaven, we're going to be so, because we're absent from the body, this flesh that is sinful and we can't, and you go back to, if we give good gifts as, as, as parents mm-hmm. and what kind of greater gifts can God give us, you know, that's in Matthew. And we look at this and they say, okay, we're going to be absent from the body. We're going to be absent from this sinful, corrupt flesh, and in a spiritual body, in the presence of God, who is love, 